The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season in your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the Mad Titan, scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios, or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrills.com shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day number 17 of the Infinity Saga series. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome in. We're starting to wrap up this journey. We really are. And I am so excited about today's episode. We have finally gotten to my favorite character of the MCU, which is Doctor Strange. Um, you know, previous to Doctor Strange, prior to, to seeing the movie, Thor was my favorite. I've always liked the mystical characters, the ones that have the magic powers. When I was a kid, I always gravitated uh, in video games to the characters that flew, and Thor was one of those characters for me. But when I saw Doctor Strange, I knew that this was a character that I could relate to. He's smart, he's intelligent good looking for that matter uh and he's just he's a fun character and something completely different than the mcu had seen up to this point i agree i think this is honestly you could argue this is marvel's first big risk from a deviation of normal standpoint because ultimately if you look at the heroes in the mcu up until this point strength and increasing strength has kind of been the main thread. So like obviously Captain America, he becomes stronger. Hulk is really strong. Thor is strong and has a hammer. I mean, yes, he's got some of the lightning, but it's it's just like he has overpowering strength. Um, uh, uh, Iron Man, while it's he's a tech-based hero, it still makes him stronger. Whereas is this is a total, totally new thing that he is fighting with this mystical with his mind and all this other stuff that is different from anything that we've seen. Yeah. You know, and it's funny you say that too, because when this movie came out, I had absolutely no interest in going to see it whatsoever. Uh, the movie came out in 2016. I had, we had just moved into the house uh, five months prior 
Um, I believe the election uh, was only a, like a week away or less than a week away at that point of 2016. And I was, I'm huge into politics. That's the other thing that I love. So I was probably focused on that. But I just remember I didn't have an interest in seeing this. I had no interest. I didn't know who Bender, Benedict Cumberbatch batch was. And uh, I, I, I just didn't have an interest. And so we didn't go see it. We didn't bother when it came out on video or anything. And it wasn't until leading up to Infinity Wars that I knew I wanted to get caught up. And I knew Doctor Strange was going to play a relatively important role in Infinity Wars. That one night, it was on Netflix. This was like in January, I want to say around the time that probably Black Panther had come out and we had just seen Black Panther, which was amazing. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. And I said, all right, I'm going to sit down and just watch this. And oh my goodness, it blew me away at the time. And it's one of those movies that is just a really good rewatchable movie. I enjoy it. And it, you know, one of the reasons why I enjoy it is it reminds me very similar to kind of how Batman begins is, hmm. you know, it, well, it, I say that because Batman Begins is is one of my favorite Batman movies. I like Dark Knight better, but Batman Begins gets you there. And, you know, it's it's the you know I've lost everything. I'm gonna go to you know this mystical place in in the East, and they're gonna teach me things that I don't know. I'm gonna learn secrets, and and then you know we're gonna get into some of the other stuff in a minute. But that's just kind of how it reminds me, and I just really enjoyed it because of that. Yeah, I mean, I I am also a very giant fan of this movie. I knew some about Doctor Strange before this movie, but uh, he was not one that I knew a ton about. So I was really excited to see this movie. And man, it it didn't disappoint. Uh, there's there's so many, like you said, it's it's very rewatchable. As I was watching it again uh, in preparation for this podcast. I, there are some of the movies that I'm like, okay, great. I'm so glad I get to watch this one again. I really could have gone without it, but this one was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I, I think Benedict Cumberbatch plays the role so well. And, and I'll say this, we've been critical of origin stories in the MCU for heroes that we already know. But I think this was a very well done origin story because I think had you just hopped in with it, people would have been like, whoa, wait, what, what, how did this happen? And so I think yeah. this was an origin story that was very, very necessary. Yeah. And this is also one of the only movies in the MCU that actually uh, had a nomination. One of the only movies in the MCU that had a nomination, I believe at the uh, Academy Awards for best visual effects. And you can see that in just the way that they do some of the stuff, the, the mirror dimension, um, the various scenes there, uh, the, the way they, they summon and conjure the magic that the way they've done it there, you know, and I think when you look at how they put this movie together too, the director really took a lot of time and care in thinking through how things were going to appear to the outside world. And I'll just give you a great example. The character of Wong, right? So in the comics, Wong is uh, typically seen as kind of like this, this stereotypical Asian manservant, if you will, of the, the ancient one. And, and the director did not want that to be the case here. And so Wong ends up becoming kind of a, 
a combination of multiple characters uh, that are in the comics and becomes this really powerful Asian character. And one of the things that the director didn't want him to do is you'll, you actually don't see him practicing martial arts in the film at all to avoid that racial stereotype. He wanted him to basically be strong and so that he could have a strong presence in the MCU going forward, which is what ultimately he's going to do. And honestly, he's just a funny character. Steven, Wong. What do you want, Strange? Books on astral projection. You're not ready for that. Try me, Beyonce. Oh, come on. You've heard of her. She's a huge star, right? Do you ever laugh? Oh, come on, just give me the book. No. Yeah, his whole the whole arc of him trying to get him to laugh, and then at the end he just busts out laughing. Is yep. was a really nice payoff. <laughs> yeah, it really was. You know, and I have my favorite character, which I'll get into in a minute. But I'm going to ask you, who is your favorite character? In the- oh, that's a great question. Um, I gosh, I should be prepared for this because I don't know. We've done 16 episodes, and we ask this question every time. <laughs> Um, this may be strange, but it ties into the whole, really, it may be, it may be strange. It may be strange. Really? Did you do that one on purpose? Cause I really feel like you did that one on purpose. I'm just saying, <laughs> but it's, it's not Dr. Strange. It is Dormammu in this. I oh. love how they do Dormammu for the MCU because he's in the comics. He's like a, he has a physical form where he's like a, got a flaming head. And when I, and when I wondered how they were going to do this, I was like, eh, this, okay, this could be interesting. But that whole scene at the end where he puts him in this time loop and the recognition of this villain that he's been had, where he, he's like, what is happening? Dormammu, I've come to bargain. What is happening? Just as you gave Kaecilia's powers from your dimension, I brought a little power from mine. This is time. Endless, looped time. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. You cannot do this forever. Actually, I can. I, I really enjoy that scene and and that how Dormammu is portrayed. Who I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Dormammu is also done by Benedict Cumberbatch. His voice is a combination of Benedict Cumberbatch and an unknown British actor who is uncredited. So yes, okay, because he did um, motion capture for um, Smaug and uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings Hobbit. franchise. I know, uh, not, so Lord I, Rings, not Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Hobbit. Oh, Hobbit. Yes, Hobbit. That's what I meant. So I know he had done motion capture and stuff like that. So I, I like that they played into that. So I, yeah, I really like that iteration of the character. I mean, Doctor Strange is, is fantastic. Wong is fantastic. But I, I, I really, that moment in the movie has a big impact. What about you? So for me, it is the ancient one. And I loved the ancient one. I love the Sorcerer Supreme basically from the moment I started watching this movie and she is 
even more strengthened, and we're going to talk about Endgame in a couple of days, but she is even more strengthened when you see how she is somewhat, I want to say, redeemed in a way in Endgame. I just love her character arc because, first of all, she's she's the ancient one. She's supreme. She she knows all these ancient tricks, all this ancient magic. She has the ability to say yes or no to, to Stephen Strange when he comes knocking on her door. The way that he she takes him through the astral plane at the very beginning. Open your eyes. What is real? What mysteries lie beyond the reach of your senses? Ah! At the root of existence, mind and matter. His heart rate is getting dangerously high. He looks all right to me. Um, he, she's almost got kind of like a Morpheus like presence from the Matrix in a way, just kind of like this wisdom, right? But then what you find, as you do with many of these really om, omnipotent characters like her, or, or again Morpheus and in in, um, in the Matrix, or you even mentioned Lord of the Rings, like Gandalf in some way, is you find that they are not infallible, that they in fact have flaws, and you find that she in fact has been drawing her power from the dark dimension. And that's one of the reasons why she's been able to live for as long as she's been able to live. What I love is that, so she goes away at the end of this movie, you know, Dr. Strange kind of takes her place. What I absolutely love is that then we get to end game and we'll talk about this when we get to end game more in depth. But when, when Banner goes to see her in end game and, you know, uh, and he goes, I'm looking for Stephen Strange. And she goes, you're about five years too early. He's down in the street, playing, you're down in a couple blocks, you know, doing a surgery. And later on, you know, he was meant to be the best of us. You see that she's seen everything that was going to happen from this point forward from a very early on part. And I just think that uh, Tilda uh, Swinton plays her so amazingly well, especially knowing that it was supposed to be an old Asian man based on the comics. <laughs> And they turned it into this, this, you know, Celtic mystic, right? And I just think she plays an amazing character. Yeah, she does a really nice job. And I think that whole, she be, we find out she's infallible, or, or sorry, we find out she's fallible? Is that- she is fallible. She's not infallible, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Um, English was never my strong suit in school. <laughs> that's, why that's, why you, that's why you got your music degree. You're all about the music. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I'm doing podcasting and not writing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, um, but the, uh, the character of Baron Mordu, um, who looks up to the ancient one and then gets crushed by this. And it, that causes him to turn more in this villainous stage. You know, we've seen him at the end. This is another end credit scene that I suppose I still care about because it's a loose end is, you know, he takes the chi back from uh, the, the character that, that points Dr. Strange to the ancient one. And um, it, 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 since I'm talking about him, um, I know there's rumors that he is going to show up again in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings movie. So this is not the last we've seen of our Doctor Strange characters. Um, and obviously there's a second Doctor Strange coming as well. So were there any parts or characters in the movie that 
irked you or that didn't do it for you? So I have to preface this. Rachel McAdams does a great job as the character. The character is just poorly done in my opinion. Like it's, I I didn't feel like her character really needed to be there. You read up on kind of the history of how she's there and why she's there in that way. Oh yeah. I mean, I, 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 I understand it. I just, it just doesn't, all the parts that she's in, I'm just like, okay, Rachel McAdams, you're doing a great job. It just, I, I, this, this just doesn't feel like it needs to be part of this movie. Yeah. Well, originally it looks like they were going to use her as a love interest. And then Feige and and the director said, eh, you know what? No, that's going to make it even weird. So I think what probably happened is they had some of those moments that were love interest-y still in there. And then they made them just friends, which then made them awkward. But apparently she actually is supposed to be this character from the comics known as the night nurse. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm okay if they want to bring in other characters from the comics, but I, I would rather them actually do stuff with it instead of just being like, eh, eh, hey, you know this character. Right I, 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 don't, I don't love gratuitous, just like, hey, look at look at this, guys. Look at this. Look, we put this yeah. in there. Like, do something with it. So for me, and we'll stop the presses now because we've done a complete reversal, I had a problem with the villain in this one. Oh, oh my gosh, stop it. We got to stop the pod right now. <laughs> I did. I know you said you liked Dormammu. And, and again, I did like his portrayal. And actually, my problem is not with Dormammu. My my problem is with Cassilius and the whole arc of he's this rebel student who steals this book, who the Sorcerer Supreme, the Ancient One, is unable to stop. I, I just feel like I'm left really empty with that storyline especially with the way that it kind of ends like strange makes the deal with dormammu oh we'll take your your uh your zealots with you and then boom they're gone like it just it feels i almost think that the movie could have functioned without a villain i mean i i really feel like the movie could have functioned without a villain and then i do have a little bit of a problem with dormammu because he's supposed to be this multi-universe giant like demon type, you know, universe crushing, suck all the energy out of whatever universe he's trying to dominate. And to me, it was like the mini me of Thanos kind of thing. Like he, 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 he almost was supposed to be bigger than Thanos yet. I know Thanos accomplishes more. I just feel like he got shoehorned into this small little plot and then boom, he's gone kind of thing. Now he could come back. I mean, we're going to be dealing with the sequel here of, you know, the multiverse and all that stuff. But for me, I just feel like you have felt in other Marvel movies, which has been the villains were not big enough for me in this. Before I say anything, I have to say this. The one thing that does bother me is how easily they rob the book from that library. Like just five people walk in and take the book and that's it. Like really there's not more behind this library that's just that that's just one of those weird things but whatever i mean the fact that strange was able to just snap portals in the library and take whatever books he wanted out from out from underneath long i mean come on we should <laughs> like, have more they, they didn't even, they more didn't even learn yeah they didn't even learn from the first robbery like hello okay but anyway that's beside the point um i i agree that the zealots feel a little bit empty they feel kind of just like generic 
bad guys. I wonder if there was more Dormammu scenes, like if you saw Dormammu conspiring with his zealots, whether that would inject more into it. Uh, I, I think more of my appreciation of the villain comes from how much they did with it with how little he was in the movie. Because this really should that. be a villain that I hate. Because yeah, I'm like, yeah, they're right. Him. That's why I was so shocked when you said that. Because he does. He shows up at the end of the movie and boom, he's done. See, here's what I think could have been. Th- this Feige and the director and, and, I mean, the whole planning committee, they knew that Endgame and Infinity Wars, they knew all that stuff was coming. They, and I'm sure it was on a storyboard somewhere. This was 2016. It was only two, I mean, it was two years. They were probably already starting to film some of the Infinity War stuff at this point. Here's the deal. They missed a huge opportunity to tie this in to the much greater Infinity, uh, Infinity Saga uh, kind of t- story, which was the threat could have been the Ancient One sees what Thanos is planning to do. The ancient one sees that these time star that these infinity stones are starting to are going to get snatched up one by one. She, I mean she has the ability to go into the future for crying out loud. Now granted she can't see the future herself, but she's seen what's going on around her where all these stones are starting to show up in random places. And so that could have been part of I don't know the tie-in. That could have been part of how Strange gets wrapped into this. I just feel like Dormammu apparently plays such a huge part in the in the universe in the comics they shoehorned him in and they they make no reference to Thanos at all yet when they're talking about Dormammu being this huge giant creature um, you almost think that he's going to be bigger than Thanos but he gets tricked so easily you know what I'm trying to say does that make sense yeah, no, I, again, it's it's very we're, we're, maybe we're in some kind of multiverse paradox uh, that <laughs> You you now hate all the villains and I and I love them all. I, yeah, I, I just I feel like it should be something that I don't like, but for whatever reason, I like this villain. And maybe it's because I am anticipating that they're going to do more with Dormammu. That as they travel through the multiverse, that there's going to be more interactions with Dormammu. Uh, This movie really is, at its core, about setting up Doctor Strange as a big hitter in the MCU. Because in Infinity War and Endgame, he's a major, major plot point. Oh, totally. Absolutely. It is closing time. How do they get a hold of us, Matt? You can email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast. Twitter and Instagram at beersears1928. Um, as always, rate and review us. It's not too late to invite your friends on this journey. Have them binge the first 17 episodes and then uh, hop on the train for the final you know, six or seven here. Absolutely. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow night, we've got Black Panther. Uh, we will see you again tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow.